0: Welcome to the Focus and Chill Podcast, where we discuss sustainable productivity and habit formation while avoiding the allure of hustle culture. Every episode, we interview guests who've got a solid habit and productivity game. The Focus and Chill Podcast is brought to you by Focus Bear, a habit and productivity app that makes healthy habits and deep work the path of least resistance. If you have a tendency to check emails or scroll through Instagram first thing in the morning, But long to develop a meditation and exercise habit first thing, Focus Bear can help you. The app blocks distractions on all your devices and guides you through your habits one at a time. Throughout the day, Focus Bear assists you to stay in deep work by blocking websites and apps that are unrelated to your chosen focus mode. Life's not all about work though, you'll be prompted to take regular breaks to rest your eyes and stretch your muscles. At the end of the day, Focus Bear helps you switch off. Work related apps get hidden so you can unwind and sleep well. Check out the app by going to focusbear.io. For our first episode, we've got some very special guests. Ourselves! We're going to take it in turns to interview each other. You'll find out about our backgrounds and our secret habit and productivity hacks. I'm going to kick it off by interviewing Joey. I'm Jeremy, by the way. And hi, can Jeremy. You say hi. Hi, Joey. <laughs> I want to interrogate you and find out about all of your secret tactics because Joey's a bit of a habit ninja. To start off with, let's hear about what projects you focus on during your focused hours. Yeah, sure. So, I guess the the biggest thing
1: right now is I, I work as a data engineer and so lots of SQL and a bit of Python and so... Um, yeah, getting getting my hands dirty with that stuff. But pretty soon I'm actually going to be taking a bit of a break and I'm going to be having to think about what I want to do with my career. I'm going to be reading about different cause, there, cause areas and and global priorities and trying to understand where I want to point my career. At at the moment, I'm taking more of an earning to give strategy, but it feels like a lot of stuff now is more talent constrained rather than funding constrained. So I want to help out. The best way i can so um it's going to be a little bit of thinking and reflecting and reading and in the breaks helping my dad uh rebuild some cars
0: nice (laughs) thanks in terms of the the cause areas and the global priorities are we talking about working for a a gambling company what what sort of cause areas (laughs) appeal to you
1: yeah it's it's a good question like the at the moment i've been taking an earning to give approach with universal basic income research through um EA Australia. And so that's been that's been pretty good. But I guess I've been feeling like I'd like to try my hand at some more direct work. And it seems like direct work seems like at the moment, at this point in time, it seems like direct work is probably the more effective way to go. But I need to do more research on that. So I'm yeah, just it felt like the a good time for me to take a pause and reflect. So I don't have really have a good answer for you, Jez. I, I can tell you that when I started Yeah, I I don't have a I don't have a great answer of what what priority I'm gonna go into next, but I know when I first found EA I wanted to get into the safe release of artificial intelligence and I guess through a somewhat stumbling route I I stumbled upon a more any to give approach with universal basic income which are both very uh, worthy causes to support, but I guess I'm looking for a bit more for personal fit.
0: Mm. Yeah, and for people who aren't familiar with EA, that stands for effective altruism. Do you want to give a a two-sentence summary of the philosophy behind effective altruism?
1: Yeah, I guess guess a two-sentence summary is trying to use the resources, whatever resources we have at our disposal for making a difference in the world and doing good and maximizing the effectiveness of that. Mm. Was that one sentence or two? (laughs)
0: <laughs> i'll pay that all right thanks so some of the the famous ea charities would be around combating malaria and there's projects around deworming and then also universal basic income that's through give directly which is yep, that's right. a charity that is basically saying instead of these charities that give people pigs and say that's going to change your life they've discovered that People actually don't really need farm animals. They have better ways of figuring out how to allocate resources if we just give them money directly. Yeah, what a concept, hey? People
1: actually know what they want. People actually know what they want.
0: Yeah, and they <laughs> they don't need saviors coming in from far flung countries to tell them how they should act. Yeah, Very cool. So how about I'll ask you the questions first, and then okay. we'll, we'll do a spin around in the seat, and you can ask me the questions after that. Because I'm keen to hear more on. about with the working on the car. That that feeds in well to our next question around what you get up to when you're not focusing. What you enjoy doing in your spare time?
1: I guess I'm a bit of an artist. I like to think of myself as an artist anyway. I really enjoy drawing and playing some music and just like really like really nerding out about human connection and the the nature of it different things like why is friendship such a deprioritized relationship yet it's it's so predictive of so many good outcomes Mm -hmm. yeah deep questions like that
0: i like to think they're deep anyway Mm. yeah i've enjoyed our philosophical conversations together as have i my friend let's Change gears to talking about your yeah, habits. Can you tell the audience a bit about your morning routine, what that looks like and how it has evolved over maybe the last 10 years, if you want to go that far back? You were saying that it, it hasn't really changed that much in recent years, that you've found a sweet spot.
1: What does mm. it look like now? Yeah, sure thing. So I guess the, the biggest thing about my habits is that I try to stack them to an everyday trigger, which is me waking up. Hopefully that happens every day. And so (laughs) the first thing I do is I, I I trudge over to my desk no matter how sleep deprived I am and sit at my desk and I do some journaling. And so that journaling consists of five minutes of stream of consciousness just writing in my journal. And sometimes it might have a prompt, sometimes it might not. So for example, one of the prompts that I've been liking at the moment is how am I complicit in the conditions that I'm complaining about? Or say that I'm what is it? How am I complicit in the conditions that I say I don't want? And I just like riff on that for five minutes. It doesn't matter if I go off track. I just I just keep writing, and sometimes insights relate to the question fall out, and sometimes insights not related to the question fall out. And it's it's really good for just like clearing out the clutter. I might also do some journaling on how I slept the previous night. Give it a rating out of five. Might Might note down any dreams that I had. Sometimes when you reflect on your dreams, you can. Join some interesting dots, and sometimes, sometimes you just get really deep into the meaning of like, what does it mean? Should I call this person or not? Uh, Yeah, so I that that's the first part. It's like five minutes of stream of consciousness, and then the next part is writing down three things I'm grateful for. And so the first thing is one thing starting with the letter of the day. So today's letter of the day was Q, and so I was very thankful for Queen.
0: Not Queen Elizabeth, but the band Queen. <laughs> Where does <laughs> Q come from? 31st day of the month. Shouldn't that be like D? No, no. Um,
1: sorry. So, I just basically go through the alphabet and then when I get ah, to okay. Z, the next day... Did I say Z? I meant Z. Um, when <laughs> I get to Z, uh, the next the next day is like A, then cycle through it again. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, like yesterday was P, today's Q, tomorrow's R. And so, okay. today I gave thanks for Queen and the wonderful music they create. And
0: it's not, not God save the queen. Not, not God save the queen. Not a monarchist. No, I'm not a monarchist. No, are you? <laughs> no. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the, the first thing is something I'm grateful for with that letter of the day, and then something I'm grateful for in terms of the people around me. So I used to just be, I used to just say like, "Oh, I'm thankful for my family and friends," but. Like, today it might be, I'm thankful for Jez and, like, all the wonderful questions he asks me. It makes me think. <laughs> and then the third thing is I used to just say, like, I'm really thankful for my health, but then I thought that was too general. I wanted to start getting specific. So I started just thinking about what am I specifically thankful for in my physical health, but then that brought into things like my mental, my mental health and, like, my financial position or, like, It's difficult to describe exactly what it is because, like, you can also put relationships into that health as well. And that, that bleeds over into the, into the second point. So I write down three things I'm grateful for from those three categories. And then I take a look at the three things that I set out to do today. So to, like, today was to, to earn. So basically to give my work my, as full focus as I can. To be as present as I could for this interview with you, jess, and uh to exercise and basically try and be be my personal best, so that's what I do uh from a journey perspective it takes from fifteen to twenty minutes, and then I go uh into my living room and I sit near my coffee table and I do five minutes of open eye meditation, so I just basically look out look out my screen doors and Across the across the wonderful highway that that runs past my place, uh, to a tree, a very tall tree on the other end. So that's really nice. So, it, it like the the journaling and the meditation is a really nice, I guess, just like decluttering, and you might ask, like, how much decluttering do you need? You've only you started the day, but I think it's it's just a good foundation. I think to mm. to start from. Then after that, it's usually some some exercise. I usually do like. My exercise is generally only about 15 to 20 minutes as well. Uh, so I, I I just basically try to go for high intensity, go to muscle failure and yeah, it feels great. And then finish off with a cold shower.
0: Nice. Very bracing. Very bracing. Yeah. Yeah. So it sounds like that'll take you about maybe 45 minutes or so. Yeah. Something like that. Mm. Sounds about right. And then what happens after that? Then I usually
1: go to work on a on a work day. Or so I usually get out of the house to get on the bus. Or if I'm working from home and I've got a little bit more time by my sleep, I might try and knock over some, some personal task. Mm. On a weekend it tends to be a bit more freeform. So yeah, I can't I can't really say like for, for instance, I can't really say what, what Saturday is gonna bring. Mm. Uh, maybe do the groceries.
0: <laughs> That's important.
1: It is very important,
0: yeah. You were talking about sleep deprivation. Are you getting up crazy early? I know at at one point you were doing 5.30 a.m. wake-ups. What's your typical sleep schedule these days?
1: Sleep schedule these days is... It it fluctuates from a strict 6.30 start to more relaxed. And I've gotten into a bad habit, unfortunately, of snoozing my alarm. And so my alarm used to go off at 6.30 and I was snoozing it. And so... In order to break that habit, I've actually been setting my alarm for 7.30 and basically saying that if I start my wind-down routine by 9.45, then I can basically have that later wake-up time and wake up whenever I want without penalizing myself in terms of my gamification and stuff.
0: Yeah, that sounds good. So you you can sleep as much as your body needs. If you end up waking up at 6 a.m. after going to bed at 9.45 a.m., you probably feel amazing. Yeah, that's uh, right. Eleven thirty PM shutdown. Then you feel okay with seven thirty AM still. Exactly. Yeah, and it's it's helping me to train
1: a a consistent sleep time as well, which I think is important in in sleep
0: hygiene. Mm. Did you want to talk about gamification now, or talk about your end of day routine? Maybe it can feed in together.
1: Yeah, let's let's talk end of day because the end of day routine is gamified as well. So yeah. And I think I think evening routines tend to be the the hardest to nail because the everyday trigger that you get from a morning routine isn't isn't commonly there. Like even even work days you, you don't hopefully you don't work seven days a week. Uh but to, to those of you out there, I don't know, should I salute you? I probably shouldn't. <laughs> oh,
0: sustainable productivity.
1: It's not sustainable. I do not salute you. I pray for you. <laughs> and I'm not a religious person. <laughs> but yeah, so it it's a tough one. I, and I guess the, the thing that triggers that, that triggers the first part for me is basically that that time. So like that I know from nine forty five if I don't start winding down I'm gonna start earning penalties and so which which I'll talk about later on. But yeah, so the first thing I do is journal. So I start I start with thinking about what went well, what could I have done better today and what can I do or what can I do smarter tomorrow? And it usually is through the framework of some things that I have set out to focus on uh informed my, by my weekly review. So for example, one of the things I'm trying to focus on is do something that makes me a little bit uncomfortable or to live at my edge and, I'm not actually sure what what that was today. Maybe it's doing this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The other thing um, is bringing my full attention and my energy to my exercise. So that means trying to limit as much as I can interrupting it to, like, for example, I listen to podcasts when I do my exercise. So I try not to, I try as much as possible to like not interrupt it by writing notes and stuff, no matter how compelling it is. Um, But it is tricky sometimes. I generally try not to answer any messages or anything like that because generally everything can wait at most 20 minutes. So like uh, even if they, even if I get a message at the beginning, most things can wait 20 minutes. Those are just a few things that I'd be looking at. So evaluating my day in terms of those things I I was trying to check out, taking a look at the three things that I set out to do and seeing whether I accomplished them. And there's, yeah, there's there's this other thing that I call the moments page, which is where I try to note down one beautiful thing that happened, one delicious thing that happened, and one hilarious thing that happened. Because uh I really like that philosophy. Life is a series of moments, and if you miss the moments, you miss life. So I think it's important to to note like th- those are things that aren't inherently productive or efficient, but I think it's good to not live for productivity and efficiency, and to to remind yourself what life is about, which are, I think, I believe, delicious, beautiful, and hilarious moments. And then I'll write out the three things that I want to do tomorrow, so they'll be ready for me the next day. And I might also write myself a journal prompt, though that's
0: not hard and fast. Three things you want to do. How do you ration yourself to three? Because there are so many domains of life. Is that three in the work domain, or is that That one might be related to your hobbies, and one might be related to work. One for self care.
1: Yeah, it's it's a tricky one because a lot of people, a lot of my friends that um, that I share goals with and stuff, they they say like like why isn't meditation a goal for you, or why isn't journaling a goal for you? Like it it's a goal for so many other people and stuff. But the thing is, because I've got them down, and they are they they're actually at this stage they're more difficult. To not do rather than to do, I tend to focus so it doesn't really require a whole lot of willpower for me, fortunately, it wasn't always like that, but yeah those those three things tend to be things that are I um that are gonna require my intention focus, like willingness to tolerate discomfort, so yeah, I guess I guess that's how I choose those three things, but yeah, you're right, it is quite difficult to narrow down to three things. But I have gotten used to it as well. I've just gotten used to being able to to do that, and I guess I've fallen into a bit of a routine as well. Like for the workday, one of the tasks is always going to be to earn, to try and to try and bring my full focus to to the work, and yeah, approach it professionally. Which means that even even when you're doing stuff that isn't so nice and compelling, to still bring your best to it, and yeah, like sometimes I fall into a routine of. Like, for instance, if I'm producing a podcast, one of the other things might be to write content for it. And then the other thing might be just something to knock something off my reading list that is highly compelling. So um, I'm just trying to think of what it, what it was today. I think it was, me just have a look in my journal.
0: And while you do that, you yeah. mentioned another podcast. and should let you spook that as well. That oh, yeah, thanks. Habit-related podcast, the Fulcrum podcast. Oh, yeah the full podcast we'll a, yes we'll have a link in the show notes for that thank you Jez. so it's yeah,
1: so it's a podcast that tries to find the balance between things between different i guess sides of the advice that that we're given so the first season for example, the first season was about trying to find the balance between focus and unfocus, so we get a lot of advice on trying to narrow down our focus and about trying to remove the distractions and the distractors and stuff. So that's one side of it, but also allowing ourselves to be unfocused and allowing our attention to be wide can be really good for our creativity can also be really good for our effectiveness because sometimes if we're too focused on something, we can be going really fast in a direction that doesn't serve us ultimately. So yeah, that was what, that was the first season. Check it out. It's up on SoundCloud and Spotify at the moment. And I'm looking to produce season two later on in the year. I'm gonna be looking at the the balance between habits and intentionality. So as as we're talking about habits are very powerful in in helping you get your goals. But also on the other hand, when you when things are too habitual, sometimes you might miss the moments and that's where intentionality comes in. So stay
0: tuned. Great. Look forward to having a listen. Well, thanks, Jess. It sounds like that, that evening journal really helps to set you up for the following day that yeah, you can look at that. You wake up in the morning, you have a plan, you know, how you're going to focus. And it probably, does it help you to switch off in the evening as well? Because rather than having those thoughts buzzing around of there's all these things that I still need to complete, you've mm. written it down. You can trust that Joey of tomorrow will take care of that. Yeah. Good old Joey
1: of tomorrow. Takes, he takes on so much shit. (laughs) Are we allowed to swear in this podcast? Do do we have an explicit rating? (laughs) (laughs) Sure does. Does It does now. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I think, I think that's, that's a really good point. It, I think it's so powerful to be able to put your thoughts onto a page, especially when, when I, when I have things that are buzzing around my head, making me anxious to be able to put it down. Sometimes you, you look at it and you realize how much it doesn't make sense or how much I'm worrying too much about things. It's yeah, it's really useful from that perspective. So yeah, I I really enjoy that. Uh I guess the other thing that stops me from well that mitigates the amount of worry that I do is after I journal, I do some yoga, about ten minutes. Not a huge practice. As as you can see I'm not I'm not huge on the on the marathon sessions of things. I, I like to have like nice nice short Meditation sessions, yoga sessions, journaling sessions. That way, they don't sleep so easily. When you have something that's a that's a huge time block, it's very easy to let the perfect be the enemy of the good and basically say I don't have I don't have time for an hour, so I'm not going to do it. In fact, like I I recently started trying to make sure that I had 20 minutes of exercise, and what I've found is that when I sometimes I wake up late and I don't have enough time to. Get a twenty minute exercise in, I might just tell myself, "Oh, I really can't prioritize the twenty minutes right now, so why don't I just go to work and come back and do it? which doesn't really suit me that much. I think I like much I much prefer getting my exercise done in the morning for various neurotransmitter reasons, but I yeah, so like you can very easily let the perfect video be the, only the good when you try to block out too much, and I'm very much about start with something you can't say no to and build from that so yeah, ten minute yoga session and then finish off with a ten minute closed meditation just before bed.
0: Nice. So that that sounds pretty manageable. About half an hour or so for your one down routine.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: How about those punishments and rewards? Tell us about the gamification.
1: <laughs> How about those punishments and rewards? Hey, so yeah, so I've got I've got basically three gamification. Some people might call them systems. Some people might call them games, but ultimately they're they're a way of earning self indulgences or indulgences, as I as I call them. So one one game is what I call my sleep game. So that's based off getting to or well, it's based off winding down by a good time. So I I aim to start my wind down by nine forty five, and the wind down is basically those things that I talked about: the journaling, the yoga, the meditation, and so. If I get those done by a certain time, I can trade those in for video games mainly, and I can earn extra. I can ex- earn extra points by doing more meditation, more ten-minute close eye meditation, and so that's the sleep game. I have another thing called the wake, the wake game, uh, which I'm going to overhaul soon because it's just wake. It call it wake game. Wake game could call it wake game as well, but yeah. So it's, that, that's all based on waking up at the right like waking up at the right time or before. And so I trade that in for TV credits. <laughs> and I can also earn extra credits on that if I if I do what's called a clean sweep on my most important task, which is doing getting all the most important tasks done in the day. And then I have a more com- complicated game called the Fundamentals game, which is based off different fundamentals <laughs> miscellaneous fundamentals i guess you call them so things like getting a personal best of my exercise going through my voice slash singing exercise well, it's actually turning more into music practice so doing like 10 minutes of music practice doing 10 minutes of flashcards, a whole bunch of things and i can trade those in for playing multiplayer video games so which is that and that that is currently the most compelling game for me at the moment
0: Nice. When do you fit in the music practice and the the spaced repetition practice?
1: Uh, spaced repetition
0: practice tends to get
1: um, it's it's shifted from the morning to basically the bus ride home. So on the days that I'm not commuting, it I don't have that anchor. So sometimes it it slips a little bit. So I'm trying to actually bring that back to the to the morning some somewhere maybe straight after journaling but i guess at the moment it's it, it's a, it sounds really disorganized to say because i've been commuting back to the office since february i think but it's yeah i've just been finding it really difficult to to get back into the rhythm so yeah my my morning routine has suffered a little bit but i'm still quite pleased that i've got those those big rocks of the meditation and journaling down because i know i know a lot of people are really they always want to like ask me like, so how do you get, how do you get those habits down so solid? So I'm really thankful to have, to have those down.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. They, they sound like really crucial habits and I, yeah. Yeah. Hard for many people, including myself. And I also can empathize with the, the travel delay. I I don't know that I even know how to get to the office anymore. (laughs) Yeah. You do, do you work from home mainly these days? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. So you, those are the rewards. What about if you don't do the fundamentals or you don't do the sleep game? Do, do you have to go and get an axe and chop your PlayStation in half? No, <laughs> not yet. Just basically not being able to to do them is
1: is punishment enough without me having to take an axe to anything. So yeah, I find that getting having rewards and punishments uh, that are so rewards that are compelling enough to well to to make you do your fundamentals, but like not so indulgent that they throw you off your game, finding that balance is is very important, and similar with punishment, having something that stings you enough so that you learn and you learn to prioritize the fundamentals, but not so not so harsh that they just make you want to throw out the game entirely is that's a fine balance and over the years i've I've struggled with with that i've thrown out the game a couple of times because yeah like you might you might go on a bender like playing video games and it's just like oh, i'm just like 200 points in the hole it's going to take me like six months to earn that all, all of that back so <laughs> so yeah it's been it's been a little bit tough to to design the game in, in a way that that it's compelling to follow through with the rewards such that the rewards aren't so indulgent to have consequences that uh that sting enough but aren't going to make you want to throw out the entire game and like the whole gamification thing is is something that we can probably talk at length like mm. some other time i guess it's, it's a huge topic
0: yeah yep yeah. we can talk about intrinsic motivation and the trade-off there
1: I'm trying yeah, to make the
0: activities fun sounds like it's mostly working for you that you're you're very consistent with doing your morning routine and the same with your evening routine and then the flashcards and all those kind of things. I can attest to the veracity of your joke-related memory, which oh, you, thank you very you much is boosted by Anki. It is. It is
1: like a, I've got. A, I do have a a deck of joke cards. Yeah.
0: Yep. So it's obviously working. Are you prompting
1: me for one? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. At this point in the podcast, I think we'll have to make it a tradition. Okay.
1: So a guy goes to his doctor and says, "Doctor, doctor." Will I be able to play the violin after the operation? And The doctor says, "I don't see why not." The guy goes, "Well, I couldn't before." Ah, <laughs> uh, jazz! That's that's such nice pity laughter. It's so it's real.
0: I think I've got a sound effect <laughs> for that as well.
1: Ah, oh, great! Can can we make the pity laughter uh, a um? Can we make that a tradition in the
0: podcast as well? We'll, we'll see. Uh, when you prompt me for one, I've got an Anki card for a joke as well. Oh, oh, okay, cool. So, so can I prompt you for one or? Yeah. Okay. Tell us a joke, Jess. Why are batteries so expensive? Why? Because they charge a lot. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> Fun- funnily enough, well, funnily enough, because it's jokes, but like, have you, have you noticed that people go, ah, oh, that's such a bad joke? But there's no such thing as a good joke, hey? Like no one's ever going to say like, oh, that's such a good joke. Everyone goes, oh, that's so bad.
0: Mm. I guess if it triggers a belly laugh, then it would count as good, but there aren't that many.
1: Yeah, but even when people, I find, I
0: don't know about
1: you, but I find when people have a belly laugh, they'll often react with like, oh, I hate myself for
0: laughing at that so
1: much. (laughs) Do you you get that?
0: Mm. Yeah. I've definitely seen that but it, it can be noted down in your moments of hilarity or, yes. Yeah, I definitely, I actually I, I made
1: a coworker groan with an attempted at hilarity and that that goes down in my book as hilarity because I couldn't stop laughing. At their groan. Yeah, at their
0: groan. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. All right, I want to ask you one final question. Actually, two questions. One is how do you maximize productivity during your working hours? You talked about having your three most important tasks and you get yourself into a a good space in the morning, doing your meditation, dumping out Mm -hmm. any negativity before that. What else works well for you? I've been playing around with the idea of setting an
1: intention for Every Pomodoro, so like I, I divide my workday into Pomodoro sessions, and because I'm on the way out in my current job, there's not a lot of external pressure, and so I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring some internal pressure to it to finish as professionally as I can, and so I, yeah, basically break my tasks down, and then I. Before I start a focus session, I just write down what I want to achieve. So like write down an intention and I try to make sure that I don't shift focus until I get that thing done or my 50 minutes to an hour Pomodoro is is up. So that's, that's one thing I've been trying out. I think, I think in terms of the the phrase of maximizing productivity, I think it's, it's a tricky one because how do you know you're at maximum? (laughs) So I like to think of more of more of it as like experimenting with with different things and, and trying it out, and so that's been something I've been trying out the the last two weeks. The first week was tough. This week has been a little bit better. Like I've been remembering to write down write down my intention, so that's that's been useful. And I think the the whole practice of using Pomodoro sessions as well has been has been really good. It's it's been with me since for for a number of years now. So I. I sometimes need to remind myself that not everyone divides their day into Pomodoro blocks. So yeah, maybe that's something we could go over sometime as well.
0: Mm. And you also, you you track your time in terms of what you were doing. And it sounds like the intention is the addition to that. Do you track that in the same area where you
1: you did? Yeah, that's right. So basically, it's just like a little time tracking app where you can write notes. And so before I start the... Oh, maybe just after I start the like hit record on on the time tracking, I'll just write myself a little note about what I want to do, and then afterwards I'll write a little note about how I think it went, what might have distracted me, um, my energy level. Sometimes I might write down I'm feeling a bit crashy, and then when I review it, I can go back and see like, oh yeah, well you didn't, you weren't diligent with your sleep hygiene, so no wonder, or you. Haven't been exercising much, so no wonder. <laughs> you know, like generally, generally, the energy puzzle isn't isn't that complicated. It's generally if I'm taking care of my fundamentals, I have more than enough energy to get through the work day and then some. But if I'm not, then often the crashiness is attributed to often sleep, exercise, or not drinking enough water.
0: Yeah, I, I, I like those tactics as well. I, I've been inspired by. Many of the tactics that you use, i would oh. heard about Pomodoro in the past, but hadn't really stuck to it, but it's been good hearing about how you do it and I've adopted it more myself as well. Oh, wonderful. So let, let's close out. Final question is in terms of, there was a Coursera course you did around learning how to learn and mm. you talked about that as being quite pivotal for you. Yes. Yeah. Is, is would you still... Rate that, and what are the other resources you you recommend people look at?
1: Yeah, good call. Because yeah, a lot of the practices that I use I probably come from the learning how to learn class, and I I should definitely promote it a lot more. And it was free as well. Well, I, actually, I guess Coursera Coursera courses generally aren't free. They're free to audit, but then you should pay for the piece of paper at the end, which I should do because I've gotten a lot. I, I have gotten a lot out of that course. So um, yeah, so. That that was that was a definitely a good investment of time and later on money. In terms of habits productivity, that's a, that's a big subject. So I think I hear good things about Atomic Habits. I haven't read it, <laughs> but the well what they say in it is pretty sound, which is basically the idea that start your habits really small and try to make it some something you can't say no to. Try to make it a part of your identity. That's basically, I think, I think if you get those things down with habits, I'm not really sure how much else there is to it. So that's, I hear that's a message of that book. So that, that's, that's really good. There's also the Zen Habits blog, which <laughs> you kind of call me out here just like, because uh, all these things I'm talking about is like, oh, there's this book, but I haven't read it. And there's this blog, but I haven't read it for a while. <laughs> <It's>
0: like... <laughs> you describe yourself as a student of James Clear. So you, you've obviously read his blog posts. Yeah, yeah, I like his newsletter. The, his his, yeah, the, his newsletter the book is, is very good. just a collection of all the blog posts smashed yeah. together. I reckon
1: that's that's what I hear. So yeah, I
0: hear the the Zen
1: Habits blog is is really good as well. It's well, it was really good three years ago when I used to read it a lot. I don't <laughs> I don't read it as much anymore mainly, mainly because like he says the he says the same things over and over again, which is in a sense good because I think I think those are the fairly timeless techniques. Which is once again, like keep it as small as possible. And I guess I guess the thing that he changes a little bit is he talks about it he brings more from mindfulness perspective to it. So when you are doing something difficult, lean into the discomfort because often that's where the growth is happening. And yeah, it's not if you're feeling uncomfortable while you're doing something, it's not that you're doing the wrong thing. In fact, you're probably doing the right thing. And yeah, head towards discomfort and use it as a spiritual practice. And keep to your habits especially when they're hard, because that's that's when you will differentiate yourself most from people that don't stick to their habits. If I was gonna sum up that Zen Habits blog, I guess that's that's probably the main message. Sorry, Leo Babuda. <laughs> He's about the writer.
0: Yep. I read some of his articles and that sounds about right. Yeah. Cool. Well, there's some great resources: the Coursera course, the book that you haven't read, but you <laughs> inhaled the the newsletter and the blog posts, and the Zen Habits blog as well. Can Can I also say just like the, I don't think there's anything particularly wrong
1: with Atomic Habits. It's just that the way I tend to read books is I very rarely read books from cover to cover anymore. I because I'm very much as, like exponent of like I'm, I'm very much take to the philosophy of a lot of books probably have maybe about two or three key ideas and the rest is usually fluff that's padded out by the publisher geez i hope we're not going to have any authors on this podcast that we're going to have authors on this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> okay everyone everyone's book except everyone that we interview <laughs> <laughs> get
0: um, sponsored by blinkist
1: yeah well Blink blinkist is Blinkers has been a real game-changer for me. But even before I had Blinkist, you can find so many summaries of books online. And if you can get consensus and convergence on what those messages are, generally you're probably on the right track, I think. I have been caught out a few times. Like, for example, with Michael Pollan's book, was it How to Change Your Mind, I think. I read the Blinks for that, and then I actually had it for free. It's in my Audible library. And for some reason, I just decided to read from cover to cover. And yeah, I really did miss out. I really felt like I missed out from reading the book cover to cover if I hadn't read it. But also, I think it depends on the book as well. I feel like that, that book is a little bit... I'm not sure if you've read it, yet. Jess. Have you read? No, I haven't. It's, it's about like psychedelics. His, his exploration is psychedelics and stuff, which is, I think, is a little bit autobiographical autobiogra- and I think maybe of autobiographies they tend to read a little bit more like a story than most nonfiction books, so maybe they're exempt slightly, but yeah, blinkist reading the summaries, oh sorry, I've gone on a big tangent here. What a mess! <laughs> I'm surprised this is the first tangent, but like uh i'm yeah there's nothing wrong there's nothing wrong with atomic habits if you want to read it from cover to cover it's it seems i've I know plenty of people that read it from cover cover to cover and they've got a lot out of it.
0: So, yeah. My wife is reading it right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, that's been really great to hear about your routines, your strategies for productivity, and also your games and what you get up to when you're not working. Oh, thanks, Jess. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Focus and Chill podcast. To listen to other episodes, jump onto podcast.focusbear.io. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who'd be a good fit, email us at team at Otherwise, stay focused, stay chilled and peace out.